Hello and welcome to my podcast. I have a special guest here today, Tanya Corpy McLeod. Hi, nice to be here. Well, I'm so excited to have you. Um, we have been, you know, I've known you for a little bit and we've had an opportunity to work together on a couple of different projects and I'm so excited to have your insight and your expertise in my business. Cool, thank you. That's, yeah. that's very flattering. Tanya, you have a pretty tremendous uh, background, not only from marketing and advertising standpoint, but also in the area of running your own businesses. I do. Currently, why don't you share a little bit about that? Um, Kind of most relevant to this, in the past I um, grew uh, and and started started and grew an advertising uh, agency called McLeod & Company um, that specializes in social media and strategy for getting communications out. And then um, on the flip side of that, I also own a franchise business with um, eight franchise locations that I'm certain that you've heard of. Um, So kind of the big difference between those two businesses is Growing the marketing agency was very much coloring outside the lines wherever possible, and running the franchise business is really, really coloring inside the lines. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're very different, but it's surprising how similar they are. So coloring inside the lines is about following policy and procedures. You Absolutely. Know, that are already set up, guidelines. Absolutely. Systems. And when somebody has thought through that in so many ways and tested it in so many ways, you're foolish to not take advantage of that, in Isn't my opinion. Isn't that true? Yeah. And the value of that is tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it has <clears> been tested, and you know that it, that it, that it works. And, um, you know, you can tweak it a little bit, but that's the point of a franchise is, is to really go with um, what's been provided for you. And you've run hard and heavy for ex- extended period of time in that arena. I uh, ran for a short period of time in the franchise area and a couple of uh, fitness centers. And, mm-hmm. um, and um, so I understand, you know, the value of following policy and procedures, understanding the value of what the corporate structure puts in place. And then, you know, just being in compliance with all of those ty- types of guidelines. Right. Um, but on the flip side of coloring outside the lines, yes. and I know a lot of our listeners are really in the coloring outside the lines, yeah. you know, they're independent contractors, which still, I mean, as an independent contractor with various companies, you have, you still have that guideline structure, right. at least we hope, right. you know, but you know, with the freedom and the opportunity to really go out and do your own thing. And to really differentiate yourself in the market. I mean, that, that's a fundamental difference between a, you know, inside the lines and an outside the lines type mm-hmm. of a business is, um, you know, when you're doing something that is, does have that freedom, you have the opportunity to disrupt and to really um, make some changes where franchise businesses just um, stick to your knitting, as they say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think when I got to the point where I was ready to ramp up MLO, um, Matt Lovett Online has been a resource in the back you know, kind of on the back page of building business, building my businesses and helping other people and entrepreneurs to build their businesses over the years. But I didn't have a lot of structure to it. And so when we started talking about, you know, let's get some structure together and let's help people really understand, you know, that coloring outside the lines, but also incorporate people who have already built, who are independent contractors under structure or who are in franchises under structure and just give them an opportunity to really understand how you can build a business. And, and I, I had shared with you um, some of the concepts that I had about, you know, what it takes to really get set up, mm-hmm. get started. Mm-hmm. You know, you might call it the research phase mm-hmm. all the way through to growing a business and turning it into 
I, I reference a lot of times, you know, endless leads mm-hmm. or, you know, ongoing sustainable referrals that can continue to grow your business. And, and I've done some pieces on this where, you know, you do, you know, you have contact base cut, you know, your contact or customer base, um, getting referrals, networking, mm-hmm. that type of thing, advertising mm-hmm. and marketing. And you come from, you know, an advertising and marketing field. And one of the things about advertising and marketing that, that opened my eyes a lot in our communication mm-hmm. was the preparation side. And I know that's an area that you're really, you guys are really good at. Yeah, that's funny that you say that because um, when we kind of came together for the first time um, in a in a business uh, way, that was what you really brought to the table. Is we we've been really great at preparation, but we were not so great at actually um, the rubber hitting the road and making that action happen. And what I really like about um, what we um, MLO and McLeod have kind of been able to do together mm-hmm. is to create. Um, a situation that if you're really good at preparation and you're kind of freaked out about action, we've kind of got that covered. And if you love the action and you're kind of freaked out about the preparation part, we've got that covered as well. So what I really like that we've been able to create something that came together and um, suits a lot of different personality types and ways of working. And I think that that's um, really exciting. It is exciting. It's been tremendous for me, um, especially as I've worked through the top part of of the, uh, we call it the HEX, um, it's the MLO process that mm-hmm. has been developed into this name called the HEX because it's six-sided, mm-hmm. and we work through that preparation phase in the top part, and then all the action phase in the bottom part. So we have research and design and, and message, and you and your team have been tremendous in helping to put and make that come together in proper terminology. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And so I'm super excited about that. But let's 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 talk a bit about that because yeah. I want the listeners to understand how simple this is in everyday life. Yeah. Or in starting a new business or in raising your family, you know, developing yeah, anything. your family. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I really like about this is it's, it's kind of such an elegant way to look at things and you can do it on a, on a micro and a macro level. You can do it, you know, in such a tiny way and a huge way. And when you think about it, you do it yourself all the time without even thinking about it. The first, you know, it's research, design, message, act, engage, grow. Okay, well, that seems a little bit abstract, but research, what is it that you're doing? And is it, is it even a viable thing? Design, then you simply say, okay, this is a viable thing and this is how I want to do it. This is the plan that I want to undertake, whether that's baking a cake, asking somebody to prom, um, looking for a new job or starting, you know, a business. It, that's, that's how you do it. And then really, really important is the message part that I think, um, that may have been something that I brought to the table a little mm-hmm. bit more is helping what you say is more than just what you say with your mouth. You say it with your actions, you say it with how you, you know, the shirt that you choose to put on, you say it with a lot of different ways. So that message is what it is that you want to get across. How's my action today? I yeah, think good. you're doing pretty good. Okay. No videos, so we don't have to worry <laughs> yeah, about it, right? Like, you know, you're, you're pretty your good. That's not yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, you really brought to me the the act, the engage, and the grow phase. I think so many people mm-hmm. just run into the act, and everybody knows mm-hmm. the act. But that's what you helped me understand: is act is yeah when you when you start to sell or when you start to start to work with somebody, um, and that doesn't have to be a face to face thing. That's um, true. And I think that's really interesting. You know, yes. we have social media and so many other tools now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the engage, of course, and you can use a lot of different tools in that. And then the grow part. And that, I think, is also where people just don't don't bother. Um, and you can grow a relationship that doesn't necessarily have a whole lot of transactions in it 
um, on the surface, but it might be providing transactions in the background or in other, in other ways. Um, and again, with that grow, I don't mean to say that that's just sales. That can be any kind of relationship that you want to grow. Or frankly, I mean, it could be a garden. It could be yeah, that's any so number true. of things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and actually, you know, I mean, when you're thinking about, you know, the time of year that we're in right now, planting gardens is a big thing. Yeah. And I think, you, and you know. Planning. And, and planning. You've got to do the research. You've got to do the. What, and, um, the design and then the. the you know, the message is that I want salad, damn it. Okay. <laughs> so if I'm going to have salad, then I, what am I going to put on that salad? So my research in that design phase mm-hmm. is going to be how I'm going to build that salad out. Right. Is it going to be an organic salad or is yeah. it going to be a salad that's grown really, really quickly with no weeds that I have to pull? Or am I going to go out there and do this? Whatever now, the frustrating <laughs> part, I will tell you, the frustrating part for me has been over the years, mm-hmm. it's like I could... Uh, yeah, the, one of the big reasons why I think um, the arena that I've worked in, people just drop the ball in yeah. those first three areas, yeah. is that they don't want to be because they hear, mm-hmm. and you see and hear, and if, whatever you read and what you're hearing from you know, the su- supposed successful people that, mm-hmm. are, that we're getting information from, <laughs> right. and I have to use the word supposed because, yeah. you know, but... We they get stuck in that preparation phase. They get stuck and get doing. I did all my research. Yeah. I got my plan yeah. together. I've got everything, and then nothing happens. I think that's that's really true, and that's what I see. And I think you you and I very come from different backgrounds on that. But that's what you brought to my team very much is we are really good at preparing. We can prepare all day long, but then the actual action is scary. Yeah, to introverts like my team. Yeah. It is, especially, and, I, and so I understand the power of the need. And you know what? If you need to source out yeah. that but, preparation phase, I think that that's a really that's, good... That's something that, that's a niche that McLeod, the bike company, yeah. really found was we are going to help you prepare for your action. And that is what we ended up doing quite a bit, was just helping people who are primarily extroverts, and I don't mean to just mm-hmm. lump people into that, but who wanted to go to that act phase. And kind of help them go it rather than uh, ready, fire, aim. Let's do a yeah. ready, aim, fire. Right. <laughs> and I deal a lot with a lot of the different entrepreneurs and independent contractors. Lately, I've spent a ton of time with them. And it seems like I can just identify immediately that they're not preparing. Yeah. You know, they're not doing any research. And they're I not really understanding. And you think about just a lead, for example. Yeah. I have somebody that's interested I have somebody that's interested in my business. Mm-hmm. I have somebody that's interested in what I'm doing. Um, or I got a lead from something that I think they might be interested. Uh-huh. And I just, I just get on the phone and call them or I just try to set. And I don't take any time to really find out you know, I think what, a lot what of could people... be my competitive edge. What right. could be, do, do, can I do a little bit of research just on their Facebook and their LinkedIn to find out what they might be using? That's a great, great point. Because I think a lot of people feel that preparation is a waste of time. And it really, truly is not. Preparation is what is going to um, make that, you know, we've all heard first impressions. You can't, don't get a second chance to make a first impression. That's the opportunity to plan that first impression at the very, very least. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're just running around and just saying, you know, hey, do this, do that, do that, you're not thinking about your audience. You're not taking into account all of the other factors that could make you so much more successful in yeah. whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yeah, that is so darn true. Well, I'll tell you what, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I got a couple of things that I want to dive into in in specifics on this and about how this is used in everyday use with people that are listening here, not only in their lives, but in their business lives. Okay, great.
Okay, we're back. We're going to be talking more about digging right in, you know, as like, uh, you know, in daily use. um, If you take a look at the hex and you look at these six components or Mm -hmm. ingredients, you Mm -hmm. might call it, Mm -hmm. that is so, I think, so simple Mm -hmm. to follow. Mm -hmm. It is. And if you're looking at like everyday life, give me some things that you've like come to mind about. We talked a little bit about gardening, that type of thing. Yeah. Take us through a process of something that might be in everyday life that you might use this um, with. For instance, you, uh, you want to cheer up a friend. Okay. Um, so you research what's, you know, my friend Sally is having a rough time, whatever I want to research. What is Sally like? Sally really, really likes that cake that I made her at the party last summer or whatever. So design. I'm going to, I've researched that, so my design. Okay, so when do I have time to make a cake? When can I, what do I have the ingredients to make a cake? What, you know, what does this look like? So I decided that I'm going to get my ingredients to the cake. Well, what's my message for that cake? Do I want Sally to think that, oh, I just hurried and picked something up from the store because I was, you know, absolutely late and I squeezed this into my day? Or do I want Sally to think that she's super special to me and I spent all day Saturday making this cake for her? Like what, you know, what's, what is that message that I want to give across there? And then of course act, that's the easy one. Act is when I give her the cake <laughs> you know and then, then we engaged and you know does she cry yeah, does she yeah, does knows? she hug yeah, you exactly. does she laugh? that depends know. on my messaging doesn't uh-huh. it it really does <laughs> so yeah. we engage um i over the cake or over over the message you know you could this could start mm-hmm. to fl- split in a lot of different things is it the cake or is it the energy that i put into the cake or the you know meaning behind that but anyway and then grow sally and i are going to become better friends or potentially worse friends. <laughs> and it might have been, you know, just offering the olive branch. We exactly, you know, exactly. Could Any, be, it could be anything. You yeah. know, maybe, maybe, anyway, that, yeah. you get that sort of thing. And I think you can apply that to standing in the aisle at Target and buying toothpaste. And I think you can apply it to um, being sold a used car. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that, you know, a lot of times people, when they, you know, they're, they, let's say you're going to start a new business or you're thinking mm-hmm. about starting a new business. Mm-hmm. Um, they dive in and yeah that's that's potentially quite dangerous i've even bought businesses and sold businesses and so i've I've sold businesses to people that had just showed up with a check and then you know like a week later they're all over me about well you didn't tell me this or you didn't tell me that and it's like well you should have done your research yeah 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 well, and in the, our experience in McLeod and working for companies and people, um, we kind of had a little weird thing that was there was some reverse success. So you'd have people come and they'd have these great businesses that are just taking off underneath them. And one of the first questions we'd ask them is, why are you so successful? And it was astounding how many people mm-hmm. said they didn't know. Way, way, way more than half, probably closer to 80, 90%. And if you don't know why you succeeded, you're also not gonna know why you failed. So they didn't really, in that case, and I find this very, this is a popular conversation right here. Yeah. About why are you successful or why are you not successful? Mm-hmm. You, you need to have some ideas on both of those answers. <laughs> so let's say that a person wants to know, and what are some, what are, you know, in that instance, mm-hmm. because I have some ideas about why you might not be su- successful, and yeah. I work with that a lot as well, yeah. but also identifying why, why they are successful. What is something, what are, what are a few things they could do going back into uh, actually one of any of these six phases? Mm-hmm. Um, you could, I mean, for your business like that, I mean, I think you could, in a lot of ways, you could reverse engineer it. 
Yes. Um, you could just sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and out of your own head, reverse engineer it and say, okay, well, this is my action because you're probably pretty clear on what that is. And then say, well, what message does that send? What, what design was behind this? You know, what, what research needs to be done? Um, so basically just kind of figure out where you are. And on design, it could yeah. be something about um, understanding and knowing what people think about you which mm-hmm. is something that in the planning phase, are you right. developing, are you looking at how people view you, how people see you? That, I mean, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really, really important. So you may have come across, for, for instance, as a total, you know, rah, 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 this is what I'm doing and I'm just kind of steamrolling this whole thing. And you realize that you've left all of these customers behind that, you know, don't respond to that type of a thing. So how could you present yourself in front of those different types of customers or should you hire somebody who's mm-hmm. better in those types of customers or you know it, you I'm sure whatever it is that you are selling and we're all selling something even if it's a cake to our sick friend Sally <laughs> whatever it is that you're selling are you doing it in the right way for that particular audience and that really comes from your research and design phase yeah it really does and I think if you're if you're like we talked about you know if you're starting a business and and you're or you started a business and you're, it's not getting you where you want to go. Maybe mm-hmm. you did. I see a lot of a lot of businesses will come with, say, a marketing plan, or mm-hmm. they'll come with a business plan. Sure. Um, and but perhaps they didn't really do the research behind that. Yep. Um, I see that all it, the time. Yeah, because you can go online and find these business plans yeah. all day long. Just yeah. boom, boom, Press boom. print. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and the real research comes in by understanding what it is you have to offer, mm-hmm. understanding what it is that the client or the customer that you may bring, what does that customer look like? What's yeah. the persona of that customer look like? Yeah. And then it might even be you get to the point through research or hopefully by the, the but in the first or second phase – is this a viable business or not? Mm-hmm. And usually by the time you get to planning, you know, the really the people who understand this very well, kill the plan, forget the concept. This isn't going to, it's not for me. Yeah. Because why go on to messaging act and, and, and spending all that time. And, and wouldn't that be a good thing to figure out quickly? Yes, it would. Um, there's a, there, there's a saying in software that you fail fast. Um, and we've kind of adopted that in, in McLeod a little bit of when you don't know if something is going to succeed or fail, push it make it go really 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 quickly because you need to get you need to get done with that you need to you need to get through that phase and and get onto something that's successful well i think you know solopreneurs micropreneurs you know the success rate is so thin mm-hmm. um especially if you, i think if you i mean we don't know the exact numbers on this there's a small business number that's sure. out there like 85 percent failure rate in the yeah. first three to five years can you imagine if we could cut that in half right just cut it in half and i think there's absolutely i don't think i think I know that there's room for that in the world. I, mean, I believe there is. Um, we could have a lot more successful businesses and there's, there's absolutely room for that for everything. Well, in the I mean, it only makes sense. Look at franchises. Their success rate is extremely high. Yeah. Why is that? And I think it's because the, the map is there yes. for you. I mean, yep. if it's a good franchise and when I bought this franchise, there was a great deal of research that went in, um, for which franchise business is, is to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, in some ways it is buying a job, but boy, it is easy. <laughs> yeah, well, because of the structure that's put in place and yeah. the fact that research doesn't stop 
No. When I mean it's going on. It's 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 going on every well, day. It, You're looking. You know, at, again in that microcosm that you talk about, the research is going on every day in the in the franchise door that, yes. that goes to me, and then my, my research continues every day too. Who's really good at executing this process? Who's lagging behind executing this process? Who needs more training? Um, it's not. It truly is not ever a fire and forget. It's just that the things that you concern yourself with can become. Uh, simpler and simpler. Well, it's an important piece that you're talking about there because if you're looking at employment, if you're looking mm-hmm. at hiring people or whether you're hiring independent contractors or Great hiring, place to use the hex, by it, the way. It's totally great place <laughs> because you want to do the research. It's easy to do... It's easy to just sit with somebody in the action phase. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know a lot of... Yep. I, I know a lot of, um, you know, yeah, C-level no. people that do this. Right. They don't... It's like, I don't want to know any of that. I just want to meet them. And understand who they are. Well, that's that's like just going straight into action and engage, mm-hmm. and then not really take doing any of the other. Ted pieces. Bundy was a very very charming person. <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring that up, okay? I'm just saying you don't necessarily know who you're dealing with. <laughs> yeah, isn't that true? That sure curtailed the white van thing for a while, didn't it? Though, uh, so we have. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, the, 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 and you took this in a, in a way. I love the fact that you know you're looking at research and design and those and and and, and moving through messaging. Mm-hmm. Constantly looking at your messaging is yeah. so critical, especially as you look at your social profile or or the social proof that you can provide. Yes, and you and you go, okay, how can we create more social proof for our business? Solopreneurs, really, especially you know, if you're in the insurance business and financial services business. Trust is the number one issue right. that you have to deal with. At least that's what I had to deal with years ago right, when I yeah. started my career in financial services. Like, how can I develop my trust better? Uh-huh. And how do you create that social proof? So, you know, how you look online, how you, you know, look to other people. You're dead right. You're, I, I agree with you so much. And something that I don't see a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and people in general thinking through a little bit more is, okay, so your message is that you want to exude trustworthiness, as, mm-hmm. as you say. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't do that by saying, raising your hand and saying, I'm trustworthy. Because right. that's like raising your hand and saying, I definitely didn't steal a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> um, but when you are demonstrating through your actions and through things that you talk about trust. I mean, there's a thing in social media, um, if we talk more, we can get in this, but like secondary content, it just means putting Uh things on your social media uh, stream or page or whatever that are from other people. So you post an article from the New York Times. um, And if you want to get a trust message out there, those messages need to be, uh, that secondary content needs to underscore the whole theme of trust. Does that make sense? Yes, it does, big time. And what if it links to something from there that goes to something that is somewhat less trustworthy? Less trustworthy, such as maybe they're taking a political stance or the, a religious stance or a personal stance of some sort. You have to be careful with this. You, you do, and but I, and I also think that if that is what you are going for, own it. Mm. Absolutely, own it. And I'm not advocating any. Crossing the lines. And not advocating any kind of crossing the lines. But if you say, for instance, um, I really feel that, um, you know, this particular nutritional way, you know, that might be controversial, whatever, um, you know, vegetarianism, for instance, um, you know, that's a personal choice. But if that is what you really are basing your whole thing on, own vegetarianism. Exactly. Be it. Yeah. Be everything about that. Um, 
Okay, good. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I tell people all the time, I stopped eating meat. You know? And you know no, but I still eat fish. Right. But I just stopped eating meat. Right. And you're yeah. owning that whole vegetarian thing? I am thing? owning it. I'm yeah. owning that whole carnivore thing. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. Right, but yeah. We, but anyway. we can, you know, which was around research, design, message, right. da 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 and what works better for you and what exactly. works better for me. And... and the action is, is whether you're cutting a piece of meat or having that vegetable. Oh. <laughs> it's 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 the action that it's doing is fulfilling your your body and your soul. Hopefully, and allowing me to grow. Yes, that... but not in the ways that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not left to right, just not, up and down. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so okay, um, this was really really good, good. and um, I really th- I want to thank you, Tanya, for coming in today. Thanks. You've shed some tremendous light for our audience. And um, I'm super grateful for that. I'm grateful for what you did for my business on helping me with the Act, Engage, and Grow part. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, well, I look forward to, would you come back on again? I would love um, to. And perhaps we can get some people on your team to come on. That would be fun. That'd be, that'd be terrific. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Great. Thanks, man. Thank you.